Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello all, it's Helen here the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming, and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about The Program. The Program audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state, and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not the future that is terrifying, but our present. The program is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the program at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for the program audio series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Rustical Gaming Podcast. I'm your host and GM, Alex Newell. With me today, I have... Ben Meredith, Bruce Monroe, Lydia Nicholas, and Helen Gould. And who are you playing? Sol Smith. Hamitzler Harun Al-Tahan. Sel Sidebottom. And Azu. And basically, you know, by all accounts, things aren't on fire, which is a new one for me. 
I don't like it, but it's the shape of things. You're equipped. You're in a place that isn't trying to kill you yet. Yet. Ugh, yet. All in all, things seem vaguely okay unless I'm missing something. No, Alex, I'm sure that you'll put something like emotions in here and... I have never brought emotions to a D&D game. Mostly all I do is I try and patch the holes that appear as the pressure builds from all of you. You try and skip over the emotions as much as possible. You do things to give us emotions, then you get annoyed when we try and do the emotions that you caused us to have. You pretty much have summed up all of my problems with humanity there. <laughs> we have emotions. <laughs> I'm just saying all stories would be better if everyone was Spock. Not, no, not Spock even. He's too yeah, emotional. Spock, the whole point of Spock is he has emotions. <laughs> read a book. Yeah. Let's go with... Wait, read a book? That okay. Was, <laughs> yes, that... that the, yes. Early season data? <laughs> better. Okay, right. So you are all currently in the final stages of preparing for a... Wonderful voyage, also known as a really cold road trip in the sky. So, in terms of the splits, unless I'm mistaken, Zolf and Azu playing therapy. Uh, and doing uh, wait, Hang on a minute. Yeah, doing therapy, not playing therapy. I mean, you, you did manage to convince someone that, like, eliminating governmental figures is the solution to their to their. No, they, well, they convinced themselves <laughs> of that, but we didn't disabuse them of that notion. <laughs> And then on the other hand, we have Team Lego, as they will be referred to, who hey. have been quietly deconstructing and then well on the way to reconstructing an airship. Yeah, it's cool. So if you'll all remember last time, we did a sort of mushy time thing where we were dealing with sort of a week in a go and looking at snapshots. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be picking up where Amelia is going to be sort of formally introduced, as it were, by which I mean finally leaving the hotel room. And we're going to say it's towards the latter half of the week where I'm then after that going to get a few roles to do with the engineering side because it makes no sense to do that prior to you then meeting Amelia Earhart. So with that in mind, before I do so, just as a quick rundown, I have given people everyone the chance to stock up, given they're in a trading hub and given that Mm -hmm. they had a lot of things to sell. Broadly speaking, does anyone have anything especially new and shiny they want to share other than a better? I spent about half my money equipping the kobolds and buying them all shiny magical breastplates because I want them to stay alive and I'm worried that they won't. Azu has a shiny new ring of protection mm-hmm. and a shiny new amulet mm-hmm. of natural armour, mm-hmm. which I, which from the description seems to physically make her skin more tough. Like, just covered in callus. Ugh. Ugh. I mean, I have natural <laughs> armour because my skin is partly dragony, so... Aww scales i got a ton of like small sundry items like packs of cards and marbles and some whistles and um, a collapsible <laughs> okay bathtub. i'm gonna ask this question because i've played this game before and i know what players are like how many marbles did you buy 50 golds worth Whoa. That's, that's a lot of marbles that's that's gonna keep the airship on the ground yeah that's like. balance that's not marbles <laughs> That's so ma- This is why I act. That's so many marbles. Because you can throw them, you can trip up enemies with them, you can play with them. You can bury a small town. <laughs> we have bags of holding, so, you know. Oh, no, that, like, this is why I'm checking, because now yeah. it becomes a valid strategy to what you do. I throw my marbles at them. Oh, that's a lot. Okay, wow, that's that's a big move. <laughs> Just okay. the bag of holding and drown them in small glass balls. One gold worth of marbles, Helen, is probably a bag of marbles about as big as your head. <laughs> at and least. And you just bought 50 of those. At least. I'm just, I'm just thinking of that interaction. 
I would like all of your marbles, please. Not a lot, all of them. (laughs) As we also went out and got herself a tattoo on the back of her hand, it is a tattoo of... Naked Hamid, yeah? (laughs) No, it's of Sasha and Grizzop. Um, She got herself... Uh, a tattoo of a flowering rose on the back of her hand to remind her of her dedication to Aphrodite because she had a bit of a wobble, but now she is back on the narrow. I was going to say straight and narrow, but just the narrow. Yeah. <laughs> Last chance. Anyone else have any bells and whistles that they need to share? I have quite a few. So Cell has a feat called alchemical allocation they had it when they were introduced but i never got round to finding a potion that worked and in this place i think it kind of makes sense story-wise for like this is one of the first times they actually in a lot this this will actually be the first time in a very long time they meet alchemists that are not them or people that they've trained so they go out and get stuff that they can't make themselves to use in that alchemical allocation slot. So they have a stone skin. Basically what that means is they can take it and then spit the potion back out and use it again. That's what alchemical allocation means, not stone skin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, stone skin just means your skin's like stone, basically. And because they stand hammered, they've got uh, electric dragon breath. That's awesome. Uh, Just because it was cool, man. Electric (laughs) dragon breath. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you breathe a cone of electricity or a line of electricity? A line, a line of electricity. So, like, nice, I mean, one nice. of the things about fan culture, right, is you you see what someone's done and you like it, but you make it your own, you know, in a way <laughs> Love that it. yeah. Love so it. yeah, they got there, uh, and then because it was genuinely quite traumatizing being stuck alone in the dark in the water on their own and having their leg grabbed. Don't know who feels guilty about that. Um, they've got a dark vision potion, so they'll be able to glug that and then just a ring of protection. And I'm assuming that Zolf basically doesn't have anything at all because he's, you know, he's got he got loads of hit points. Why bother? No, just bought a bunch of, you know, the, the standard don't die package. So upgraded the cloak of resistance to a plus three, ring of protection plus three, headband of wisdom plus two. That's and life insurance, right? No, who buys that? <laughs> but what what what's Paul Hamid gonna do if you if, if if anything happens to you? Yeah, the point is to have insurance. You need dependents. <laughs> I like to think everyone depends on you. Hamid is an independent woman. The shoes he's wearing, he bought it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Prince Face. It's Prince Face. That's the- so we are going to be picking up where, again, latter half of the week, I'm going to leave it a little bit mushy because, God forbid, if someone was trying to... Could you imagine if someone was trying to keep a timeline of the events that were happening here like that? What a thankless task. What a thankless task that would be. So I'm going to keep it deliberately vague. Towards the latter half of this week, Earhart finally, finally is willing to emerge from her room. And I'm going to work under the assumption that the party feels it a good idea to maybe maybe spend some time with her. But if you all decide not to bother, that's fine. But I need to leave that option open. I think Azu will ask if she wants to go and see her ship because that's also where Sel and Hamid and the kobolds are. So Azu's like, meet everyone. (laughs) Okay. In that case, then, we will jump ahead to the aeroport, specifically heading towards the hangar. Wild, by the way, has made a point of being completely scarce the entire time that Earhart's been around, as was previously discussed. Earhart heads towards the hangar. I'm going to say that 
It's late afternoon and Earhart steps into the hangar to find a still mostly deconstructed airship. Things to bear in mind, just because it's in bits doesn't mean that you're not well on the way to rebuilding it. Mm. It's just that sometimes you have to send assemble components away from the thing. So what you're actually looking at is like a Lego kit ready to be assembled is the best way to describe it. If I recall correctly, you made a point of saying that the cobbles had arranged everything in extremely... Like, yep. It looks like a spreadsheet of, of parts arrayed yep. extremely logically and carefully. It in no way looks like a mess. And I'm going to say that certain like sub-elements have now been assembled. So it's like, okay, this part of the engine housing is good to go and it's sort of being built to then... You know, you, you build two small bits to make one big bit and then two big bits to make a bigger bit and blah, blah, blah. So with that in mind, she sort of steps in and sees her deconstructed airship. What do oh, you think? Captain, Captain Earhart, it's so good to see you again. Mm-hmm. Oh. Hamid. Hi, hi, hi. This is our friend Cell. Hi, I'm Cell, they, them. This is your airship? This is incredible. It's so beautiful. Uh, it's been an it's been an honor to work on it. Me and my little buddies here. And uh, I do hope that we get it back to you in a form that you find, uh, well, I mean, not just mechanically, but also, you know, well, satis- satis- satisfying. Amelia sort of looks a little bit taken aback at the bits of her ship that are laid around the place. Um, I can't place that accent. Um, oh, for, sort of, well, then, uh, sort of on the northeast coast of uh, America is where I started out, although it was quite a mixed bag in, in the town. Uh, but since then, I have been all over the place, really. Would you would you prefer to converse in a, a stream of mostly Portuguese, Spanish, Japanese sort of testing out, like enthusiastically. Question for Cell. Does Cell speak any Nomish? Yes, but Asiatic Nomish. That's fine. So they would speak it with a kind of Pacific twang. Cool. In which case then Earhart just starts, okay, uh, thank you. Um, walk, walk me through what you're doing here. And she starts to head through the hangar. She's sort of like, so you've got all these things laid out in their concentric lines. And she starts walking up and down between the lines, occasionally stop examining a single piece tutting, putting it back and so on. She seems to be very critical of her own thing. While Cell explains things, when they get to points where things have been arranged by a cobbled, Cell makes a point to bring the cobbled in question over and have them explain, even when they need to then translate from draconic to nomic. Yeah. Earhart dives into their bits a bit and it becomes apparent very quickly that... What's happening here is that it's not that Earhart is unhappy with what's been done, but it's being rebuilt from base principles, not from, like, an industry knowledge. So there's a lot of stuff like, well, you you, you aren't using the manifold correctly. It's like, yeah, you don't really need it. You can just put this bit straight into that. Doesn't that mean it's more likely to explode? Yeah, that's that's what the lead's for. (laughs) Like, it's all from base principles. So she's taking a moment to go through and be like, right... Okay, it's it's like someone, you know, is yeah, yeah, rebuilding yeah. a plane and then it now has four wings. Because four wings is better. <laughs> and you're like, I mean... I can okay. imagine there will be comments that Amelia will make that will be about what these things are actually like to use in practice. So you're like, uh, actually, mm. you you couldn't, you shouldn't, you've put the switch on the other side. And it's like, well, that's logically where it should be. And it's like, yeah, but you need to hit that when you're running through the corridor thinking that there's an emergency. You need to not Yeah, have there's to a lot unpack. of that. Yeah, yeah. It becomes apparent that you've done one other thing as well, which is whether intentionally, whether it's the cobbles or whatever, you are specking this thing for raw power. Mm. 
and it may not have been intentional. It might just be a side effect of how things have been working. <laughs> but whereas before it was intended for a smooth ride and for, you know, gentle ascents and blah, 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 what you're making is you're kind of going a little bit muscle car hot rod with it. We're turning it from a passenger plane into a war plane. <laughs> Basically, yeah. It's all in the torque and the top speed. And weirdly, Earhart seems quite on board with it. <laughs> <laughs> Although Earhart, as, as it progresses, Earhart starts to come out of herself a little bit and starts asking more pointed questions. Can you give me a sense motive check, cell specifically? Ah! Eight. Eight, cool. She seems to be asking, as things go on, increasingly irrelevant questions that won't affect the performance of the vessel, where it's things along the lines of, like, if we were to massively increase the weight in this portion of the ship, do you reckon that these alterations are going to be able to account for it and so on? But the questions are kind of irrelevant because all of the things that she's suggesting putting on, like, the the kind of questions she's asking aren't to make it fly better or be better at what it's intended for. Mm. Cell assumes the best of people. So as I, well, yeah, I'm sure that these are relevant for something that I haven't quite clocked yet. I'm sure that large, heavy thing is a lifeboat, right? Yeah. (laughs) Actually, and that has reminded Ben, because obviously we recorded this a couple of weeks ago, while this is all happening, I will sidle over to Hamid (laughs) to have a little sidebar. (laughs) I'm really disappointed that Ben remembered this. That's rude. You're not allowed to do that. That's mean. You're using (laughs) our own time against us, not the character's time. (laughs) Go for it. Hey, uh, Hamid. Oh, yeah, what's up, Tov? Yeah, so um, got her to agree to, you know, help us, and so why she's here. That's good. How's, how's she doing? Bad, but better. Oh, Some well, conditions. Good. Okay. So she's going to do us a transport, but then we're going to go and kill Gweave. Oh, well, they said Gweave was infected, right? Yep. I mean, I hope there's a way to save people that doesn't involve killing them, but if we have to, I suppose... Oh. Yeah, I... I th- yeah. Now, that's that's going to be a later conversation, but if we do find a way to save them, I'm not sure Earhart is going to want to stop because Gweave is the one who did this and gestures at, like, the destroyed ship and killed all her crew. So it's um, deeply, deeply personal oh. and not very reasonable. And also, are they going to stop at Gweave? I hope so. And we ain't exactly agreed to anything more than that, but just as a heads what, up... What are you aware, saying? I'm... Well, I mean, obviously I'm saying she wants to kill all of the meritocrats. Well, she's, I suppose she is a harlequin. We, we knew that already. I mean... I, no, I know, but I mean, like, like really, really wants to now. <laughs> oh. oh, dear. <laughs> but... Bring out the classics! classics. <laughs> That's a post-saving-the-world problem. So for now, Kilgreave, fine. Whatever. They've been well. got... If we meet him, we'll have to kill him. I mean... Just thought I'd let you know, given, might, you know, all of this, and if, look, when, waving at your dragony scales. <laughs> well, yeah, thanks for the heads up, I guess. I mean, if we're going into a combat situation against any being with blue veins, we might have to do things we'd rather not, I suppose. I just... I mean, I'm hoping there's a way to save people, not just kill them. And, I mean, what happens after this... I mean, I'm not... The meritocrats going to, you know, can look after themselves, but... Well, apparently not. But we want what we want, but we're going to get what we're going to get, so let's worry about it when it becomes relevant. Yeah, I think that's probably for the best. I mean, there's just more pressing things right now. I mean, maybe... Yeah. This situation has created some very strange alliances. I mean, 
wild working with Curie and maybe once, I mean, I see Oscar's not here right now, but, you know, if Oscar and Amelia have to work together that and working with us, I mean, it's all going to be, yeah, gonna nothing's going to be the same when this is over, is it? No. It's already not the same as anything. But yes, I'm going to well, have exactly. to sit them down if they start throwing their toys out of the pram and make them both behave like adults. But um, yeah. Anyway, there you go. That's your heads up. Well, thank you. Thank you, yourself. I, I do appreciate that. Yeah, I can see why that's going to be a bit uh, tricky, but but not not an immediate problem, I hope. <laughs> yeah, well, if we meet Grieve now, we're all going to die anyway, so it's kind of an irrelevant problem. Well, fingers crossed, then. Fingers crossed, indeed. <laughs> At which point, Earhart comes back over with Cell and Cobalt in tow. Okay, right. I think we can make this work. Oh, good. Good, good, good. I have a few customizations that I'd like to make while we're in a decommissioned state. We are going to have trouble sourcing elementals. No, we're not. We aren't? No, I can summon them. Oh, yes. Interesting. I'm a huh. cleric. That's what we do. Okay, we need to head back to the hotel and start discussing uh, logistics. You, Hamid, um, your little helpers. Well, I mean, they're and not they crew? mine. I mean, they've been helping sell mostly, but the, the, I guess they're with me in a sense. I will mutter on your orders, though. They're part of the party. There's a really awkward moment with Airheart where... In fact, you know what? Give me a sense motive, everyone. Okay. Wahoo! I love sense motive. I rarely get a chance to use it, so when oh, time dear. I do, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Seven. Twenty-three. Twenty-one. Thirteen. This is for Zolf and Azu only, so separate out your player and character knowledge. Airheart doesn't like the kobolds, and Airheart doesn't like Hamid. Oh, I wonder why. Maybe it's the scales yep. and fangs and yep. dragony bits. She's, she's very much keeping a lid on it. Yep. You don't think that she is like a flight risk or anything like that, yeah, pardon yeah. the pun, but she is not liking this. They are affiliated with the enemy, as far as she's concerned. A little bit. Yeah. So, Hamid, your helpers, they can... You reckon they're capable of crewing a vessel? Uh, I mean, I think maintenance definitely seems to be... Um something they're very good at. I don't know about crewing in flight, but they, they, they learn everything very quickly. I'm sure that they'd, with a bit of instruction, they'd be able to, yeah. Yes, they've been very useful. They're great people to have around. She turns and addresses the cobalt specifically. Hmm, right, so, um, let's lay our cards on the table. I'm a fairly direct person. I intend on killing your, what, your grandmother, your great-great-grandmother, I don't know. Amelia! What's the, what's the, what's the play here? How, how do you know the grandmother? Mother. I mean, I doubt oh. it's Grieve. She, mm, she, uh... Who's Grieve? So, Amelia has agreed to come on board, as it were, uh, in exchange for killing Grieve, the infected dragon, which I yeah. feel... The kobolds, by the way, have... It, this is not translated across. Like, they're, they're looking at this <laughs> <Thank> like... <God. laughs> what? I actually have a practical question. Go for it. What colour are the kobolds? They're red. What colour is Gweave? Gold, I believe. Okay, fine. Like, that, t- to be absolutely clear on this, there is categorically yeah. no link between them whatsoever. I was double-checking. She has a vendetta. Mm. Little bit, Yeah. Um, so at the moment, yeah, she said that, and the, the kobolds, it genuinely hasn't translated across. Even Skrark, who has better language, is a bit thrown. What language? It'd be Japanese, but not oh, right. very well. Uh, C- Captain Earhart, what exactly do you think is the relationship between Gweave and the, these people? I don't really care. What I care about is if it's going to be a problem. 
I mean, Gweave is infected. Right now, they're the enemy of all of us. I'm going to get this in writing, and then we're going to move on, okay? Yeah, if you want a contract fight. Well, I'm going to have to talk to the kobolds properly. I mean... That's fine. I'm not going to sail with a crew that won't follow orders. Uh, okay, I think... <laughs> we may have to have some negotiation on the orders part. That's fine. But uh, We're not... Captain Earhart, what, what are your intentions? We're not planning to fly to Paris and take on Gweave directly. We're going to Svalbard. Oh, sure, but if the opportunity presents itself, I want to know that if I give the order to shoot, people are going to shoot. Shoot what? Amit, Gweave, no, no, the no, I mean, no, I, I mean, look, if, if Gweave is attacking the ship while we're in flight, obviously I'm going to cast spells at Gweave, but what do you expect the kobolds to do? Shoot, shoot what? I mean, they have not, spears. Not betray us. Because well, they've seen a big dragon. No, but they're following you basically unconditionally because you have shown draconic lineage, all right? So we actually do not know if a big actual dragon turns up that they won't immediately go, this is our leader now. Maybe we should talk to them about it instead of talking about them. Absolutely. I mean, that's what I think needs to happen. Yes, but... Right, please talk to the kobolds about this so we can move on with let's this. Let's just hash this out. I've got places to be. Fine, OK. To buy. Right, let's gather round and let's... I'll try and explain what might happen. Scrock kind of leads the conversation on. Um, that's complicated. Well, yes, I agree. I mean, we, we've we explained the infection and, and the, the, the blue veins that are taking everyone over and making them all work against everyone else. And it seems that this dragon, that you know, there's a possibility we could encounter it, is one of these infected and that, you know, everyone's a bit worried about facing this dragon and also I you know you've said that Skrark you told me that kobolds tend to follow the biggest Skrark barks an order to the other kobolds and they go back to their uh, mechanical work and then he sort of pulls Hamid aside a little bit there's a part of being a kobold that you might not understand yet they won't follow Gweave but they're not going to be saboteurs. We're not no, spies, of course. I'd, but you're thinking beings. You're not going to suddenly. I'm sorry that I have to bring this to you, but I guess it's useful to know what might happen if we do encounter Gweave. Have you ever seen a deer when it's being hunted and it stops? I mean, I've not seen it, but I, I know what you're talking about. Yes. That. Okay. Okay. Well, thank I won't you. betray you, but I can't guarantee how useful they're going to be if they end up running in front of what is effectively the closest words of God. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, thank you for being honest with me, Skrark, and I'm sorry that we have to even have this discussion, but thank you for sharing that with me. Um, let, do you want to come and talk it over with Captain Earhart with me? Skrark actually pats you on the arm and says, after everything that's happened... This isn't exactly a uh, high-stress no. situation. Well, I, I guess. I just... I don't want to put you all in harm's way. And that's that's why I gave you those breastplates. I don't want... Skrark, if I'm honest, I, I still think that what Shoin did to you is the worst possible thing, and I'm so terrified of doing... Skrark just starts waving his hand like, shut up, shut up, shut up. OK. Uh, Skrark just starts walking over to um, Earhart and just mutters out the side of his mouth, translate for me. Okay. 
Skrark starts speaking clear, loudly, and it's clearly loud for the benefit of the other kobolds who are sort of cocking half an ear to the situation as they're working on stuff. Grieve isn't a dragon. Grieve is something else now. I don't see a problem with what you're talking about. As long as it's Grieve that we're talking about. Airheart kind of goes very, very still. Fine. Fine. Okay. I'm going to hold you all to that. Good, that's the agreement. C- Captain, if I might have just a qu- quiet word as in your ear as well. Fine. Uh, Earhart steps outside the hangar. Sk- Skrark has let me know that they're not gonna they're not gonna do anything intentionally to act against the rest of us, but I don't know if we can trust them to be at a hundred percent operating capacity in the face of a dragon. They may freeze up. Then I'm gonna need more people than the four of you. That seems fair. This is the biggest airport in the world. I assume there'll be other crew for hire potentially. Fine. Okay, let's let's head off and talk logistics. Okay. While this is happening, I would like Azu to have gone over to Cell and I want to have a conversation about the Mega Juice. Yeah. <laughs> Go for it. Okay. Hey, a friend. Hello. Um, I was wondering because you're you're all about the potions and all of that, and you're very. Hey. Wise. There's more to me than potions. Not yes, much. there's all of this. It's amazing. Thank honest, you. Yes. No, you build things and all of that. But so we got we got all these potions from Shoween's mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. This one just says Mega Juice on it, which I don't. It's not something I'm familiar with. Do you have you taken? No, but do you want to do that tonight? We could go out on the yeah. town and get Mega. No, not like that. I mean, no, not 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 quite like that. Just stay at home and get mega. Also fun for the benefit of everyone. By the way, the handwriting on the potion is terrible, and juice is spelt J O O S or an equivalent. I like the idea of like let's take some combat drugs and go on a bender. <laughs> oh god, this is so bad. I just I don't really know what it does. I would like to know what it does in case it's something we can use in the in an extreme circumstance. If it makes me get really big. That could yeah. be useful. The my room is for a large person, so presumably could accommodate. Sure, let's let's stay out late tonight. We'll get takeaway food, uh, get mega, and then chat about everything. I would like that. <laughs> I, I'm going to use that as a break. <laughs> we'll, we'll examine that situation when we come back. Uh. <laughs> 
specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. And welcome back. So we are going to jump ahead to logistical discussions uh, before we cover... um, Mega recreational party. combat drug usage <laughs> which apparently is a thing I have to put a warning for now <laughs> Earhart insists on covering logistics with everyone and having a sit down in the hotel to do so mm-hmm. and with that in mind she starts immediately covering um, like you're going to need to get some more crew because she doesn't trust the kobolds necessarily yes on that actually so there are the two things that Zolf wants to sort of mention so in the same way that I had to break it to Hamid that we're going to have to kill a meritocrat, I'm going to break it to Earhart that we might have to have Wild on the boat. We will cover that conversation after logistics. Okay. Barnes and Carter coming with us as well. They haven't been mentioned to Earhart yet. We should mention them. She doesn't hate them with a passion, so that's less of a uh, problem, I guess. So also, Zolf would like to try and get himself installed as uh, first mate because he feels that like his professional experience and that kind of stuff is warranted, so... Zolf might feel a little bit awkward because Zolf gets cut off and interrupted in order to be told that Zolf is going to be first mate. Cool. Right. <laughs> the conversation will have probably gone something along the lines of, I think we should discuss who's going to be first mate. Yeah, it's you. Let's move on. <laughs> so, in terms of the logistics, I'm going to keep it big, broad picture, okay. which is Earhart wants to strip out as much functionality as possible to make way for more weapons and spiky things and things for what killing and capturing things which means that stuff like there was a lounge Earhart wants there to not be a lounge now and wants there to be a bigger armory stuff like that Azu is definitely going to argue for a lounge area (laughs) 
in terms Azu of... Azu goes you... down a little bit further in Earhart's estimation over the course of the conversation. Azu doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> she wants a chaise long and she wants it now. A long gooey. Earhart also has suggested removing the captain's quarters wholesale because that will make more space for weapons. Oh my god! Yeah. And also, Earhart wants to talk to you because uh, Cell specifically because she recognises that Cell's pretty good at engines and is interested in sacrificing all safety for maximum performance. No, Cell is not actually quite that dim. Like, like Cell likes things that crackle, but like, I mean, not. You mean? Did you at any point mention making things crackle? Yeah, I mean they do. Like, so as they begin to put things together. Like there's just sometimes like an electric arc will come out, and there's there's it's really quite confusing to everyone else, including even the kobolds that may have even like put ninety percent of the thing together. Like <laughs> how or why? It's just Earhart is very interested in. Could you perhaps make the entire ship crackle? And Ooh. if you give the response, I mean, it might kill people. Earhart's like, but would it kill everyone? I mean, so long as we're not planning to go through water. I mean, what are clouds made of? Like not they're not enough water to then like electrocute everyone i mean this would be a bad idea you're going up in air hearts esteem keep speaking there's about like okay so if we replace that like that for a short journey i'm just thinking about the statistical likelihood of it exploding while we are in the ship now considering the length of the journey i would say that i have found that that thinking beings tend not to operate particularly optimally once you have got over a 50 percent threshold of them likely being exploded in any particular i'm completely length fine of- with the ship exploding if it explodes in a way that's productive oh i am not fine with the ship exploding you can get off no i can't but <laughs> So while while I would agree to some point that like if you wanted to, but none of the things that you've pr- proposed make it likely that we could control the explosion. You are taking the explosion dampening systems off. What happens if an explosion happens in a place that you don't want it? Now, I mean, I want I explosions am now in most this places. Off and say this is pretty much the shape of things, which is anytime anyone suggests anything that might involve being able to damage something, air hearts all over it. I'm gonna skip ahead to. If anyone has any hard stipulations, pick them out. Otherwise, I'm okay to bounce on because no one seems to be, like, immediately throwing any spanners in the work. Sure. What's what's the word for a medical bay? Azu is probably going to argue quite strongly for having one of those. Oh, uh, um, air hearts all over that. Oh, good. It's going to be difficult to restock, so crew are only expendable once the dragon's dead. Oh, dear. Captain Airheart, may I make it very clear that this is your ship, fundamentally... And you have decisions about what you build it for. But let me tell you that if any of our friends do not make it safely to Svalbard, neither will you. Well, I wouldn't go quite that far, but we're not... You're not allowed to just... Hamid? Sidebar? (laughs) No, you can say it in front of her. She clearly doesn't care about any of our safety if she can pursue her vendetta. And I will not... Sidebar. Fine. Leave the room. Sure. I'm going to follow that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So, obviously, yes, well done. You're on the right side of morality. Yeah, if she endages anyone, we'll just mutiny. We need her ship and we need to get to Svalbard. 
Right? Best first mate ever! <laughs> we'll just mutiny! <laughs> I don't care about her stupid personal vendetta when we've got the world to save, OK? But telling her to her face that you're not going to listen to her is a great recipe for her saying, fine, we're not going on this journey which will save the world. So please... Just keep the moralising, and I realise that's quite hypocritical, but just keep the moralising to a so minimum. She's right talking now. about installing a button on the ship that can immediately electrify 90% of it, which would be fatal to 90% of people on board. And Cell has already said no to that, OK? So, fine, all right? Because fundamentally, unless you do not trust Cell to not kill us all, which I don't oh. think is what you're trying to imply... Mm, but, I, I don't mean... know. <laughs> Right. I, I've, of course I trust Cell. Well, given that Cell and your kobolds are the ones building the damn thing, then maybe just tell them to not have any big buttons that make us explode. She, she, Zolf, she already hates me. She needs to know where the line is. I'm not going to sit here and accept... She is incredibly volatile right now. If you draw a line and she walks out, then we are screwed. All are right? you telling me it's, it's going to be safer to fly with someone who thinks that every one of our lives is expendable or figure it out ourselves there's other people in this city that know how to fly an airship it's the biggest airport in the world I, I understand she's probably the best but if she's the best and she doesn't care about any of our safety then she's no longer the best do you see what I'm saying? I'm saying right. she's not our only option and That's I fine. refuse to let her get away with what, what she is implying about the value of our lives Fine. Find an alternative, then. Very well. I'll start investigating other options. Right. Does that mean that Hamid just leaves the negotiating table, just to be... No, he's going to come back in. I mean, this was a sidebar. He's not going to go out immediately. Earhart doesn't really care about the sidebar at all. I'll give her this. She's (laughs) goal-oriented. I'm going to go through the logistics of... It it, it turns into a bit of a negotiation, but she's not just saying, I want everyone to die. (laughs) Uh, She just doesn't care if a couple of people might. I am going to jump ahead to... A couple of things are agreed. One is that, yeah, a a few more crew members than just the kobolds are going to be needed, and that she begrudgingly accepts that people might need to sleep, and so, you know, things like a sleeping quarters, somewhere where people can sit if it's raining that isn't the deck is on the card, stuff like that. But it, it's an ongoing process. I am going to jump ahead, though, to Azu's room. Yay! Where a bunch of people act what, to my eye, is grossly irresponsibly, but hey, you do you. Well, this is the safest opportunity that Azu thinks she's going to have. Like, it's better to do it here than in the sky. You want to um, do this kind of experimentation with someone that you trust in a safe environment. Thank you exactly just to clearly establish the situation is it just azu and cell that's what i need to know yes cell turns up expecting it just to be us two i need to know one thing well two things technically the first thing is is one of you taking it and the other observing or are you both going on this journey together azu is going to propose just azu taking it and cell to observe because Cell has more experience. Yeah, this, this sounds like something useful to roleplay. Like, this is a thing about trust. Like, this is a... Yeah. Like, yeah. That's fine. I'm ready. That's fine. Yeah. Can you give me a thought save, Azu? <laughs> Language. Sorry. <laughs> I forgot. So that's 29. Okay. Here's what happens. Azu, you come to in the hotel room. <laughs> it is trashed. <gasps> Cell is laughing at you (laughs) 
and is completely unharmed, but the room is absolutely trashed. I'd like your first responses, and I'll describe what happened next week. Oh, Han, you had so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) My out, tough, tough, perfect out. You're done. Well, at least someone had fun. Was it? Is it? I'm sorry, is it? Is it a barbarian rage in a bottle? That's what I'm thinking. I will, I will tell everyone next week. Fair okay. enough. So until then, I guess. Bye all. Bye. Bye. Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by Rusty Quill and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. Today's episode was directed by Alexander J. Newell and produced by April Sumner. To subscribe, buy merchandise, or join our Patreon, visit rustyquill.com. Rate and review us online, tweet us at the Rusty Quill, visit us on Facebook, or email us via mail at rustyquill.com. Join our community on the Discord via the website or on Reddit at r slash rustyquill. Thanks for listening. Let's let's be honest. The reason that Hammond has a lot. Oh, uh, Alex, sorry. Um, edit break. We might have lost. Yeah, you. I think we just lost Alex from the call. No. Yeah. That's He's it. Missing boy. Dad's away. Let's get crazy. I'm just gonna roll dice. Ah, I've got a forty. Woo! I win. Hi everyone, Alex here. I'd just like to take a moment to thank some of our patrons. Dakota Hardy, Julie Forsberg, Haven, Michael Pankowski, Glyph Sinner Teacup, Grace Maraca, Felicity, Alex Quitevis, Crystal Hoover, Dylan Robinson, Andrew Jones, Tim58, Griffin Irradiated Snakes, Fearmonger, Lena Biryukov, Sarah M. Dozier, Aft, RT North, Clara, Lee, Adam Salem, Stephanie Hedge, Dmitri Molotov, Tucker Rossman, Belated, Jonathan Simps, Riley Lulich, Lily N, Lucy Snow, Carolina Orihuela, Jennia ZC, Sid Troop, Angus Beth, Vanessa Chang, String and Bone, Steve Martin, Ferris the Wheel, Ariel Muravsky, Peony Foxburgh, Ariel Fisher, Mikmed 13, Mary Angela Rowe, Our Divine Ashes, Natasha Kavina, Caroline, Mort Lees, Elisar Haydar, Alexandra Davies, Maddie Phelps, and Anne O'Connor. Thank you all. We really appreciate your support. If you'd like to join them, go to www.patreon.com forward slash rustyquill and take a look at our rewards. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Hello all, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming, and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about... The Programme. The Programme audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not the future that is terrifying, but our present. The Programme is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the program at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for the Program Audio Series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and enjoy the episode. 